When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Maybe wondering if I'm a jinx, Justin, because you and Karima had it rolling the last couple of games and got to talk about dubs. And then here I am coming back. And it's the opposite of a dub. <laughs> My jinx, do I bring the bad luck? <laughs> I mean, well, the, the Cavs game was not a dub, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Listen, I've completely lost track already of time, schedule, everything, but we're here. We're here. The Warriors are six and three, and I find it very hard to be upset at all Mm -hmm. about what their record is right now going into a very extended homestand, which we'll talk about later. Um, So, yeah, let's get into it. I think that, look, I don't believe in moral victories. So I have to say that because I don't want anything to sound like after what I'm saying is like, oh, it's a moral victory. It's not. I want them to win. I think they should have won. They had a chance to win. And um, you could tell that they really wanted to win, too. And that that's that's a good place to start, you know, like that they were not casual about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, this game didn't actually um end up being what we thought it would be no Jamal Murray who's going to miss some some sounds like some significant time I think they said about a month um Mm -hmm. something along those lines so he's gonna miss some time um for the Nuggets and uh no Draymond Green or Gary Payton the second Draymond for personal reasons GP2 for um illness so Warriors without two key rotation pieces um, defensively, but also people that still impact our offense, um, players that impact our offense. And the the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, also a key piece, they're number two, you know? So uh, it, it it's, I feel like it's hard to draw too much from this game. And I still feel like there's some good takeaways you can get from this game. My biggest takeaway before we dig into like the actual game is that I hope for anybody, and I think in this case, I'm talking a little bit to Warriors fans because like the national media haters, whoever, people are going to think what they're going to think. But I hope after this game that no one is sitting up here thinking anymore that the Nuggets are on some level and tear far ahead of the Warriors. They're not. Um, both teams were missing key players. Um, and I, I think though, this also shows you why, not that I don't think the Warriors can't win a series on the road, but I think this is one of those reasons too, why I think like the Warriors barring health are going to actually be closer to 60 wins. If not, because I think both teams are really going to want home court advantage. Like it's, you know, like 
I know the Warriors ain't trying to have a series. I Their preference, I'm sure, would be not to have a series in the altitude. And I know that Denver knows that that's their advantage. And you, I'm not their only advantage, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, you look at this game and it wasn't, it like, no team could really get, like, a substantial lead over the other, never more than uh, six points, um, you know, and, like, look, you always look and say, there's things I wish I can have back. I'm sure Jokic is like, damn, I'm not going to miss two free throws again, um, you know. Steph is going to shoot better than he shot. And he wasn't even like awful, but he's going to shoot better. Steph is not going to miss a game tying layup like that regularly. That's not going to happen. You know, so, and I'm just talking about the things that they can control. I saw a lot of commentary about officiating and yes, I do think some of it was not good, but like, you know, I'm not harping on that. I don't think that's like the decider of the game. But, um, you know, both teams were missing players. And so both teams could have done things a little differently. Uh, But I think before we joined, there were some notable things that you were saying. The fact that, like, the Warriors did not, like, play their main guys that were there as many minutes as as Denver had to play their rotation and keep it short. the fact that the Warriors could be in this game going into their bench, tapping into um, the depth that they have, to me, is like a better is a better thing. I know Jokic can take off take on more of the load. He's gonna have to do that right now with Jamal Murray out. He kind of got it going in the second quarter. So um, yeah, I, I think that this is you know barring anything crazy. I think this is going to be the Western Conference Finals matchup. And so, um, yeah, I, I wish they would have won. They could have won. I really wish Steph would have tied um, tied the game. But, again, that wouldn't have been a game winner. Just would have tied the game. And then who knows? I probably wasn't in the mood for overtime anyway. So credit Denver. They closed out. They did what they had to do. Um and we'll see them again three more times this season. It's going to be fun, I think. Yeah, I think Golden State, you know, despite everything going against them, showed, like you said, that they aren't far away from this team at all, right? Like, everything considered, eighth city, eighth game of this road trip to start the season, multiple back-to-backs already, both on the road. Um already coming into this game tired legs uh and the nuggets have been on a homestand i'm pretty sure so yeah majority of their games have been at home during this opening to start mm-hmm. so it's a ton going against golden state obviously jamal murray is a big loss for the nuggets but not having your two best defenders up to this point in the season and Draymond green and gary payton the second um and these are two guys who are not only great defenders but they turn defense into offense like you said um Gary's a half-court offensive player as well. So both teams were missing significant pieces. The Warriors have heavier legs, and they were still right there in the end with position to with a chance to win this game, right? Like when when the games are this close, you can point to a thousand and one things to say that you can make it different and the and the result of the game would be different. But um, you know, we had 19 minutes for Jonathan Kaminga, he was a plus nine, 18 for Trace, he was a plus four. 
26 for Dario, who was a minus 12. I think Dario is not going to be great for this matchup here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's just something that they learned. Obviously, if Draymond played, Dario probably plays less or Trace probably plays less. But I do think in this matchup specifically, you need a little bit more athleticism. You need a little bit more pop towards the rim than what Dario brings. So when the team is fully healthy, I would like to see them play Trace a little bit more than Dario and then give Draymond all the rest of those minutes. And um, yeah, I mean, free throws, Clay missed three. Un- uncharacteristic, you know what I mean? Like that changes the game if he makes all three of those. Right. Um, Wiggins- That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to want things back. Wiggins is still Wiggins, and we can talk about him too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Joker, I mean, started the game out. Like, I think he only had, he had like 15 on 15 shots at one point. And then like, he just kind of, you know, went into his, his post bag and he just doesn't really miss around the rim and got back to his averages, but he was only a plus three and he's usually like way more productive than that. Uh, but yeah, I think this is an encouraging effort. Like you said, there's no moral victories, but you definitely could have came out of this game thinking, damn, they got an uphill battle against this team, but it's like, yeah, and if they got molly wops or right, if you it know, if it was like Denver just came in and railroaded them, you mm-hmm. know, um, that was different. But that didn't happen for sure. And I, I feel like with both teams missing key guys, you can say the teams are like more evenly matched right now. So um, sure. I don't. I think it's fair to judge them and say like, look, these teams are and, close to each other. And and like I was saying. I mean, Denver probably, I mean, Draymond is missing, but Denver probably has the best starting five, right? Like, they just have so much offense, so much size in that starting five. Reggie kind of put on his Jamal Murray hat today. He had 20 20 points and six assists. That's pretty much a regular season Jamal Murray performance right there. And as a group, they were plus, you know, there's a bunch of guys plus 12, a few guys plus 13, and Jokic was plus three. So they kind of dominated when they were all out there. And the Nuggets bench, is a bunch of young dudes and like in Justin Holiday. Like they will not be good against the Warriors. Like their bench is not going to be good against the Warriors. That's just how it's going to be, right? A bunch of minus eight, minus nine, minus 12. Meanwhile, the Warriors bench plus nine, plus four, plus five, plus six. That's kind of the Warriors way to close that gap with the starting lineups, especially until Wiggins right. and Loon get up to speed. Um, that's just kind of how it's going to be the way the Warriors beat a lot of these contending teams because they just have the best bench. Like they have so much talent throughout the roster. They might not have the same top end talent, but right. they have enough talent throughout the roster to make up for that. And it showed tonight. And once those starters get caught up to speed and get back to close to a level where we know they can get to, then it's going to be a lot more wins and uh, you know, they'll look a lot different. Yeah. Well, they got a homestand coming. So hopefully they can utilize that. Um, the Nuggets, so both the Warriors and the Nuggets have played nine games so far. I think that might lead the league. Um, but six of the Nuggets, nine, have been at home. Mm. Two of the Warriors, nine, <laughs> have been at home. This is why, um, you know, I had someone, like, trying to challenge me the other day in my mentions, like, talking about like Warriors Homer when I said they've they had an exceptional start that was prior to this game um and he's like exceptional is like a stretch and I said no it's actually not I said Mm -hmm. they have one of the harder strength of schedules 
I said their games have primarily been on the road. 75% of their games have been on the road. Because at that point, you're talking about eight games, right? So only two games at home, the other six on the road. That's 75% of their games on the road. Mm -hmm. I said winning, only having lost one game at that time or two games, I think, whatever it was at that time. I said with with the fact that they've been on the road is more impressive than if you only have like one loss and it, you know, it's just not the same. So mm-hmm. anyway, that individual is like, yeah, okay. But I don't even see how that's like a crazy or a wild take. Like I said, it's not even, it's just a well-known thing. People perform better at home. Mm-hmm. Road records typically are not as good as home records. It's harder to like, I don't yeah. even see how this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So and- I didn't get it. And two of the seven road games were on a back-to-back. Right. It's like, (laughs) and they were in multiple cities, multiple time zones. Like, that was like another side conversation that was like happening in my mentions. Because people were like, I don't think unless people really travel, that they understand like the the toll traveling takes. And that's a real thing. And that's Mm -hmm. not even like, and I'm not even an athlete. And I say that because like I used to travel all the time for work. Like sometimes I would just take day trips to DC, not even um, a different time zone. And um, I'd be so exhausted just from like flying in and flying out, mm-hmm. you know, because like you go to DC for the day, come back from DC for the day. And I remember one week though, with my job, I remember it was like, I was like, in the, in the last like week, or it might've been like an eight day span, I'd been in four different time zones. It fucks up your body. Mm-hmm. It messes up your body. And I didn't have to, I just had to be alert to talk to people and do presentations. These dudes have to be. The play against the champs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and just are. multiple teams who are coming for them and to, you know, mm-hmm. So to me, I, I truly do think it's an incredible start to the season. Um, you know? It is. So I like, I, I'm truly like, they've lost three games. So on the road, they had seven games, five and two on the road to start the season and split a home, a split a one and one. Yep. And of all of these games, they definitely could have won all of them. But I do think, like, the game one, they should have won. Yes. Game one, they should have won. So I'll give them the two road losses. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's that. Like, I look at the team and I look at the schedule and I'm like, and what they played, and I'm like, okay, they really should be seven and two right now but mm-hmm. they're gonna get that back with this homestand and that's that that's how it all balances out for sure and you you hope that with this homestand um wigs can um I, and i know you mentioned that before can like you know get it back yeah. um because if yep. he gets some momentum then he can like take that and carry it with him and it is it is an extended homestand an extended homestand so um it is six games yeah it's six, six games, games and then i think yeah cleveland who you know they're gonna want to get back against right. now they have two against mini that won't those won't be easy games 
One of them's a back-to-back. And then they have two versus OKC. None of those are actually easy games. It's like Cleveland, and then it's two versus Minnesota, two versus OKC, and then Houston. Um, I don't like these baseball series at all, but whatever. Um, <laughs> huh? No, you're right. It's, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. So, um, but whatever. So they're going to have six games at home. Uh, and I think that'll, I think, I think that'll be really good for them. I, yeah, really I mean, them. from, from this, from the next game all the way to Christmas, they're either at home somewhere else in California or in Phoenix or Portland, which is pretty close. Like just Phoenix. Yeah. For the rest of the month, you said, right? No, until, until Christmas. Oh, until Christmas. Yeah. So this is like a good 20 games maybe um where they're just in the same zone like same time zone maybe an hour flight maybe an hour and a half flight maybe a bus ride so they're going to be kind of chilling like they won't have the ch- the travel legs on their body so this is a good uh stand for them to rack up a ton of wins and kind of get ahead and make up some ground um for this you know nasty start that they had i mean as far as like travel Right. Um on the season, right? Like and and like you said, being able to be six and three coming out of this is big, right? Because now you're about to win 18 out of 22, something like that, right? Like yeah. that'll really push you up. But I mean, I really like where the team is at. Like we we also don't take into account Draymond has missed two games, right? He's they've lost both games that he's missed, but they've been close games. So it shows that yeah. they're still a high functioning team without right someone who on most nights is going to be their second or third most impactful player. Right. Um, so this team has a really high floor and a really high ceiling that we've seen. If Draymond plays, they're five and one, six and one. Yeah. Um, and also not just, I mean, and Draymond's actually been pretty good. He's been hitting some threes, but not just if he plays, it's also like him just getting back into like game shape and being for right. Draymond, which he's not there yet. And now he missed the game tonight. So he will get there. But my 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 point is simply that they don't have like Dre Dre back yet. Mm-hmm. They don't have so, Dre Dre. They don't have Wigs Wigs. <laughs> right for a different different thing. Like for so you know Janelle Moore um, posed something interesting about Andrew Wiggins, and um, I didn't think about this because about the actual length of time it takes for the recovery of his rib. So not that he's still dealing with the rib itself, but the rib maybe limiting how much he could do in the off season. Um, I wish I had her tweet, but basically like it would have impacted his off season in terms of like getting prepared and getting ready and like all those things because of the recovery. So it's like now you're like trying to get back because you couldn't like really, really play. And I don't know. I have no idea because I don't recall. I don't think Andrew Wiggins was like posting videos of like workouts and doing things or whatever. So I don't really know what he was doing. I know that like the team collectively was meeting up, you know, but I don't know, like to the fact of like whatever his regular off season regimen was or is that he was able to do it. So, but it was interesting. Cause I was like, yeah, you know, I never thought about it like that. To me, it was like, okay, that injury happened and he's back this year, but not 
how it may have lingered into the offseason and affected his ability, right? Because you look at like Clay Thompson last season, he didn't prepare. It granted for him it was a mental hurdle, but he didn't prepare for the season in the offseason the way he normally would. And it definitely impacted his play on the court. So I, I agree with you. Um, when you were talking and you said like Wiggs is in his head and I, I definitely think he is. I'm, you know, Steve Kerr has benched him a few times, but like, look, they're still going to him to start right now. I don't think the team has lost faith in him, but they do want him and need him to play better tonight. Tonight, like Andrew Wiggins plays better and they probably win the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, like, I don't know. I like, I just don't feel like some, you know, I know that he had like a reputation before. So people are like, he looks checked out. He looks this. I, I don't think Andrew's checked out personally. No. Um, coming into the season, he was talking about trying to be an all-star again. He wants to make a defensive team. He talked about the fact that he thinks he is pretty important to the team. And so last year, him not being there mattered, you know, and, and mm-hmm. in the playoffs, once Andrew kind of started to like be himself, he was playing well until he broke his rib, you know? So like once he got off some of the rust, so I don't believe that we've just lost that player and he doesn't know how to play basketball anymore. I don't believe that. So mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate. It's a little slump, you know, something he's going through right now to start the season, but I rather that now than later, you know? Right. Um, and I think it's great that they have the luxury to kind of manage this without it hurting them. Cause last year, there's no way if he was playing like this that they could have like survived it, but they can survive it. And now they're going home and Mm. it's a good chance for him to probably get it back. But also like that just adds. So besides their being home, besides them having depth, right. All those things, you know, he'll be at home. So he gets like another extra added like cushion. So hopefully in this time we can start to see Andrew, you know, again, um, I still believe in Andrew Wiggins. I think the team needs Andrew Wiggins. So I want him to get back to being Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I think he'll get there. Um, Like you said, the cushion is there. It's built in for him to be able to not necessarily slow play it, but we're waiting for you, but we'll still be good while we're waiting for you. Yeah. Um, and and like you said, he'll he'll get there. It's just a mental thing. It could be a physical thing, getting back in shape um, by not having the ability to train how he really wanted to train over the offseason. Um, but this is what I was alluding to earlier when I put those videos out. Like this team has so many options for multiple different tasks, right? Whether it's scoring, whether it's defending, there isn't a dire need for Wiggins to be the best version of himself yet. Now, when you get to the playoffs, he's going to have to be that for them to win anything substantial. But in the regular season, Moses Moody is there to to do some of the wing duties, Jonathan Kaminga, Gary Payton. And as far as scoring and stuff as well, those guys are there for him as well. So he he's not, we don't, we don't need him to be peaking right now. It's just about a matter of him getting back to, being confident in his own abilities and rem- and remembering who he is as a yeah, player. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um so yeah, I mean 
like I said, no moral victories, but I find it very hard to feel like, you know, upset or anything bad, you know, about this team. So I really wanted them to win just because I didn't want them to be like a full two games behind Denver. Yeah. But Denver, look, I, I like they're going to still be very good. Um, but they're going to start going on the road a little bit. They don't necessarily have like the hardest teams. But, you know, when you go on the road, that's when like things, you know, not everyone plays as well on the road, stuff like that. And they are going to be without Jamal Murray. And so over time that that will, you know, take its course. So um, they're a really good team regardless. I don't think they're just going to just be dropping games, but I think the Warriors will still have the potential to, to catch them and or pass them but they have to like really stay very close to them. Yeah. And can't let that gap get too big. Right. Like this stretch before Christmas, like I said, the Warriors have a ton of games that are favorable travel wise. And like you just said, the Nuggets have a ton of travel over those over that stretch. They have 14 of their next 20 on the road. Um, few back to backs in there as well. So it's kind of similar to how the Warriors started their season, um, but it's, it's more extended. Right. So the, they have three road back to backs before Christmas, 14 road games before Christmas. And the Warriors just have like essentially all games that are just in the same zone um, that they're usually in. So this is their chance to make up some ground. Like you said, they're two games behind. But given how difficult this stretch is going to be for them, and they're probably not going to have Jamal Murray for the entirety of this stretch, this is the chance for the Warriors to go on a run. Like I said, win like 18 out of 22. That'll put them right back in first. Like that'll put them in first, I'm pretty sure. And then from there, it's just a race to the finish between both teams. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed. We already know how the Warriors are on Christmas Day, but I I, I think a couple of things, because that's the next time they'll see Denver. Um, one, I just think with it being in a way Christmas, it just lends itself to them being more focused. Like, I think we've talked about this before in the past, but I have a theory about why Steph doesn't play as well on Christmas Day, because he's like, a real family man and they're doing all the stuff in the morning when they're home but they're going to be away mm-hmm. he's going to be on the road so um it's different they're going to want to win because they didn't win the first game so is denver but they're going to want to win so um i'm hoping that everyone plays that day mm-hmm. and we get a good game i don't love that schedule is just so weird you know like leading up to that game um, on Christmas when we when they see Denver again the Warriors play like Boston on a Tuesday then they have two nights off and then they have a back-to-back with the Wizards and Portland and then one night off and then they fly to Denver it's just like very it's like weird how the league is in like two nights off and then like bunches a bunch of stuff together it's just right why you do the schedule like this but um Thankfully, Washington and Portland, though, I'm sure Jordan Poole is going to have a great game when he comes on the, (laughs) I'm not even like trying to be facetious here either. Like 
he's been struggling a little bit um, in Washington, but I expect him to like come out and have like a great game <laughs> uh, versus fun. the Warriors. I don't expect them to win, but I expect him to have a great game. But um, nonetheless, I'm hoping with those Washington and Portland games that they end up maybe not being too tough. So you don't have to overexert yourselves and maybe yeah. can lean on the young guys a little bit because they're going to go back to the altitude, but they need to have all the energy. Yeah. But Denver, hopefully coming off of like their sort of schedule, maybe they'll be a little bit more tired than normal. Probably. Right. Probably. And this is why you make sure you have players at the end of your roster that you can trust to play as opposed to last year where they had like five guys who, who shouldn't have saw the court at any point. But I mean, Curry even said himself, he feels comfortable playing pods and TJD at any point against any opponent. He has how much faith he has in those guys and those right. guys go out there and they've been performing, right? They're rookies, but they're wise beyond their years. Even though Trace is, you know, an older rookie, they, they know what they're doing out there. They know their roles, their strengths and weaknesses. And those Bro, are the guys you need. When he says that, that means that's 12 deep. That's 12 deep. They ain't even they ain't even unleashed Guy Santos on, on the league yet. So I'm joking. But um they're fully comfortable going 12 deep. As, as they should be. And that's what I agree. Need. And, and that's what you're gonna need against a lot of these like weird teams, Portland, Washington, with where it's like, uh, do we really gotta get up for Portland or Washington? Take it, take a back seat. Play 15 minutes tonight, Steph. Pods is going to go out there and you know do his thing. TJD is going to go out there and do his thing. So uh, that's going to be another reason why this team is pushing 60 wins when it's all said and done. Yeah, there's a barring injury. You know, I think it's very clear that the Warriors are taking this season seriously. They haven't rested guys yet for back to backs. Mm-hmm. Um, how many minutes is Chris Paul averaging so far? He's averaging. Um, 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 real quick, real quick, real quick. Twenty-seven point eight. Yeah, I'm sure Kerr would actually like to probably get that down a little bit, which it's probably just a little higher because of Draymond. having to start and do more with Draymond being out. Yep. But I'd imagine once Draymond's back and everything's level, he probably wants to keep that around twenty-five. Probably. Yeah, like if you take out game one, it's twenty-six point eight. Um. Even game two, where Draymond was still kind of getting working his way back, you take that game out and it's twenty five point eight. So he's really hovering around twenty five. Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Um, that's all I got in terms of uh, the recap and um, what's next for the Warriors in terms of their upcoming schedule. Um, so let's just switch gears really quick before we wrap. Um, cause I didn't get to weigh in on this. I really wish I could have joined you and Karima the other day. Um, but you, you did a nice little video thread today. Y'all talked about it, but this, this obsession with everyone 
and the Warriors and the fact that um, we, we already kind of talked about it with like, okay, Wiggs isn't playing well, but they have like a built-in cushion, right? So it's not that we don't see that. Like, like we're not over here saying, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, we know mm. it matters. We know they need Wiggs. But thankfully, the team is stable enough to withstand it. Mm-hmm. And we can give him the time. So it doesn't have to be this kind of reaction to him not playing well because he's proven. Let's give him some time to get it together. Um, so people are worried about that. And then they're really worried about the fact that, like, no one else is averaging 20 points <laughs> on the team. No one has scored more than 20 points. Um and it's like this is a thing that like Dub Nation has made it into, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, but why does it matter? I keep saying that. I was like, if they're, I said, if they're still getting the production, right, that's needed to win, why does it matter? The distribution is just spread out differently, right? Like, so if you get it, because like you you worry about that when you think that you're not going to get that production elsewhere. That's when that's an issue. But if, if we're all saying we trust and we believe the bench, then I'm not concerned. I'm really not. I think they're going to get the production from the bench. Yeah, literally. Um, they brought it up again today. Oh, no one else scored over 20. Um, well, they had six guys in double figures. Right. And they had two other guys with eight and nine. So what's the difference between that and just if it was one guy who combined Trace and Chris Paul's points into 17 and, and you know what I mean, and somebody else gets zero? What's the difference? That's a it's lot mad. of guys in double digits. You look at other teams, they don't, you're not going to see that for like second unit guys because you're not talking about other, other starters. You're talking about like people who are not main guys, like role players and second unit people. Exactly. Let's look at the Nuggets bench. Nobody over four points. Nobody over four points. They only had four people score, right? Reggie Jackson would be on their bench, obviously, if Jamal Murray played, but he's not scoring 20 points off of their bench. This is a fake Reggie Jackson game. Let's just keep it a buck. He's hitting contested threes and shit in the game. He's not doing that again. So, of course, you know, typical Warriors fashion, we go on the road and there's at least one guy having a fake game against us, which is fine. And the thing is, if you have – gp2 there you you put him on a red he's not having no game like that does that happen right we held the nuggets to 108 with the fake reggie jackson game imagine if he has a normal game what do they do they break 100 points this is another reason why the no second option thing is like right now for right now it's not that big of a deal because their defense is fucking elite like they held the nuggets at home on at the end of this road trip to 108 with the fake Reggie Jackson performance out there. Like, Jokic, 35 points. Nobody else is really doing much. Michael Porter Jr. had his moments, but nobody else is really doing much. This team is built to guard all of these teams that people say is too big, they're too this, they're too that. The Warriors have players to defend all these guys. Now, Jokic is unguardable, but all these other dudes, they're not getting off like that. And then the Warriors just have more dudes than you. We might not have our best players. Our best player is as good as your best player or better. The second or third or fourth guy might not be as good as yours, but all the other guys are better, way better than the rest of your guys. And that's where the gap is made up. 
And we we've talked about this before, but I just I'm going to I want to keep beating the drum. I want to keep beating the drum, maybe for newcomers, people who missed those episodes. But can you explain again, as you always eloquently do, why the Warriors are a different kind of matchup problem for the Nuggets than other teams? Mm -hmm. Uh, They make the Nuggets guard in space, which is what they're not good at doing. Right. So Jokic especially has gotten better at guarding inside the three-point line because his hands are quick. His positioning has been better as it used to be in the rest of his career. He's not a vertical threat. He's not going to block his shot, but he's good in those close quarters type of situations. But when you pull him away from the rim and make him guard in space, the Nuggets have a choice. Do they leave Jokic on that island? He's going to get scored on. Do they hedge and recover? He's not fast enough to really do that. Or do they trap? If they do that, then it's a lob at the rim every time because they're just running down four on three pretty much and they did the warriors did it a few times in, in crunch time with looney in that draymond spot draymond's usually the guy that finds that lob at the end of the game looney got kaminga on one on one side of the rim and then they ran it again the next play and he got wiggins on the other side of the rim it's literally the same play and, and jj reddy's like how many times are going to get this they're going to get it every time because the nuggets can't guard them right. right they can't guard them in space their best perimeter or their best athlete on the perimeter is aaron gordon and He's usually on like a big or something like that. He's not going to be guarding Steph one-on-one out there. So that in itself is problematic for the Nuggets. And then the Warriors have big wings that they can put on the Nuggets guards and perimeter players that can, you know, at least not get killed out there. And then they have big wings that they can put on guys like Aaron Gordon. So Aaron Gordon is not going to go out there and post you up a thousand times like he was doing against the Miami Heat and just getting a bunch of layups. Aaron Gordon shot five for 14, tried to post up play at the end, got stripped. You know what I'm saying? He's a good player. He had a good overall game, but he's not going to go off and kill you efficiently, at least. So make Jokic Garden space, guard everybody else on their team as well as you can guard them, and then you just let the chips fall where they may, like, then I think that's why they're they're a pretty good matchup. At the end of the game, Jokic missed his free throws. Steph missed his layup. You know, it ended up going the Nuggets' way. But I say those guys mostly well, Clay missing free throws in general is like Clay, yeah. And I, actually, Jokic is more likely to miss a um, free throw than Steph is to miss that shot. I'm not even trying to be funny because yeah. like he's missed free throws before, maybe not two, but he misses one. But he's done it. Mm-hmm. He's a very good free throw shooter, so I'm not trying to say, but he'll do that. Stephanie is not missing that kind of shot, typically, at the end of the game. Yeah, I was pretty shocked when he missed that. Me um, too. That's why we always want him to but, attack. And they and they take that they take that possession 10 times out of 10. I think Clay was wide open, too, in the corner. But Steph had a, a layup. He should have just made that. But they got, yeah. they got multiple good looks out of that, which is a, another indication that the Denver cannot guard this team. We like the, their their defense is improved, but the Warriors play different style of basketball offensively than every other team in the league. And the, the Nuggets are not equipped to guard this team, right? Guys just got to hit shots, right? Wiggins, Steph, and Clay combined 15 for 42, right? Make like three more shots. That's game, right? So. It, it is what it is. And they 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 were just missing. This wasn't a Denver. they were just missing. Right. right. Just missing. Getting good looks, missing. Obviously, Steph missed a layup at the end. Just missing. So, and that's that's something that we're not worried about. Right? I'm not worried about Steph or Clay shooting the ball, especially open shots. They're going to make them when it counts. Andrew Wiggins, 
he's he's shown over the last few seasons he's gonna he's a better shooter than this way better yeah for sure. um chris paul four for ten one for four from three he's a way better shooter than that it's just it's gonna come they got tired legs right now but it's when they start hitting shots and start playing to their 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 average it's it's gonna look real scary yeah yeah agreed well Bam, I hope you guys enjoyed. It is late on the East Coast and I really do need to get to my bed. So um, everyone's head should be held high. I didn't even look at Twitter. I don't plan to because if they're saying foolishness, I'm going to get annoyed. They had me so annoyed with the 20 point discussion and the, I, I was like, this because I, I don't understand. Like, it's just math, people. They're getting the production. So <laughs> you're right. You know. I mean, one person said, well, like, I don't trust Draymond is going to, okay, fine. You don't trust that he can continue to make the threes, whatever. I get that. But outside of Draymond, they're getting the production. Right. And I do trust that those guys can and will. And you can say, well, Draymond's probably not going to continue to shoot the way he's shooting and average 11 points a game. Well, yeah, if he drops down to his normal, what, eight points a game, but Wiggins goes up three points. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's the beauty of having this much depth. One guy is slumping a little bit, another guy can step up in his place and fill in that production. It's just right now the guys you expect to consistently be good scorers aren't really there right now, but the other guys are stepping up and uh, I think eventually the scorers will be who they are. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, y'all, we appreciate you tuning in. Looking forward to that Warriors homestand. I'm not really one to ever announce things because y'all don't need to know my business, but I will be <laughs> in the Bay for that Warriors homestand. So you won't see me on the pod for a little bit, but we have some great people who are part of the Golden Spaces family who you will see with Justin. So um, thanks for tuning in. Y'all have been really engaged with us the last few days and we appreciate it on social media. Um, we, we appreciate it. I, I know me personally, I'm not going to speak for Justin, although I think he feels the same. I'm always amazed, wowed, and humbled like when people are like referencing the pod, listening to it. Like It's mad podcast out there. And if you're taking the time to listen to us, like we appreciate it. We think we put out good content, but still, you, you have options. So thank you so much for the support and for staying engaged. And we're going to keep doing what we do, and our dubs are going to keep doing what they do. So um make sure you are following us at golden spaces pod on x formerly twitter and instagram follow you want to follow and we have been more active with our instagram account so there's a reason to follow if you weren't following before um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for real, follow us leave a review positive one um Give us five-star ratings, please. Make sure you are also subscribed to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel. That's where you will um, see, see Golden Spaces if you want to watch versus listening. But obviously, we're available on all um, the podcast platforms, and you can choose whichever one that you like. So, yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you. And until next time, take care.